Welcome to StoryWise. I'm your host, Fatima. In this podcast, we're going to talk about stories that not many people know about. Sometimes you could have misconceptions about a certain country, which could be completely wrong. During this season's podcast, we'll clear some of those misconceptions out of the way and make a new fresh start. For this first episode, we're going to learn about Bangladesh and its work, living and working conditions. Of course, since I'm not a Bangladeshi citizen, it will be difficult for me to understand and explain the current situations. Therefore, I will be interviewing our expert, Janetul Fordaus Rikta. She will tell us everything that we need to learn about Bangladesh. As well, we'll hear about her experience surrounding the tragic collapse of Rana Plaza back in 2013. I'd like to welcome my guest for today. Um, could you please introduce yourself, please? Hi, I am Janatul Ferdusrita. I'm 25 years old and I'm from Bangladesh. And thanks for having me here today. Thank you for t- taking time of your schedule to speak to me. Um, I would like to hear some things here uh, about Bangladesh because I, I, um, like for most of the time I hear some here and there things about living in Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. But since you're born and raised there, could you tell me and the audience about like, for example, the common income, the education, the work culture and uh, culture in general, please? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um the first thing that uh, uh, people mostly misunderstood about Bangladesh is that it's a part of India or some people just think that it's an Indian country or it's an Indian state actually but uh, the thing is Bangladesh is an independent country and it's not a big country but it's uh, it's overpopulated okay. and um, the capital of Bangladesh is Dhaka and most people um, from Bangladesh who uh, live uh, like on the rural areas somewhere they tend to come to Dhaka mm-hmm. to have um, their uh, employment services or garment work mostly in Bangladesh there are two categories of people I would say uh, for example the uh, the one category comes of which people have no education yeah. and the the other one I would say they are more educated people and working in a, uh, working in educational sectors or in companies or in multinational companies okay. and the one that are not educated they are working in uh, garment factories or they are um, for example driving buses or are for example having uh, street food stalls or those kind of stuff yeah also uh, blue collar workers? Uh, uh, n- no, I wouldn't say that. It's okay. nothing like that in Bangladesh. And when it comes to income, the people, for example, the garment worker or the non-educational uh, people who has a very like rural background, they their income is quite low, I, I would say. They, they aren't actually what they need sometimes or even lower than mm-hmm. what actually needs so it's really difficult for them even to manage their basic needs you know yeah but when it comes to the educated people somehow um yeah there are so many bureaucracy going on especially in the government uh, jobs for example there are so many things happening that shouldn't happen and people are having more money that they are supposed to have Okay. So it's mostly money from all all the um, like publics of Bangladesh, but somehow the government people and politicians and everyone, there's so many political turmoils going on. Okay. So yeah. this thing somehow really bothers the country, but for the rest, it's a very peace-loving country. People have a very welcoming heart and 
no one ever will feel unwelcomed in Bangladesh we have a very rich culture of welcoming our guests even if we don't know someone we always welcome them and we treat them uh, as uh, uh, you know someone from our family and uh, yeah it's a country where you can see many people from different religions people from from different tribes and we have so many cultures uh, cultural festivities from all the religions but we always celebrate them all together and uh, it feels like a uh, one big team you know uh, so this is somewhere we actually feel very proud of well rekta uh, what's your knowledge on the clothing manufacturing within bangladesh um as far as i know like bangladesh is the second largest uh, clothing like manufacturers in the world of, right after china but um yeah uh, i have seen like many of my family members are also having like for example garments factories where many people are working i think it's a very like proud a uh, sector for us because uh it it is giving a lot of women especially uh, who are not educated opportunities to work because yeah normally what we would expect from bangladesh is mostly the women who doesn't have education are not really uh, getting any opportunities to work but since the garment factory is growing really fast and it's a very big sector for us so not just men but both men and women are having the opportunities to work there and uh, having the income to you know run their families and uh, i think it's also somehow uh, like contributing a big uh, amount of money to our whole uh, country and okay. uh, it's also giving an a uh, world uh, recognition to us because whenever i go to the stores i always see the clothes made in bangladesh which is a very yeah, proud true. moment for us and mm-hmm. especially we got the recognition uh, that we are a different country that's something also comes from this clothing sector because when people see that the made in uh, made in bangladesh logo then they can understand it's an individual country that um, that that is giving uh, that is giving the clothes to the all over the world i mean even all the big brands are um, you know somehow getting their clothes outsourced from bangladesh so it's a yeah. big legacy as well uh, yes. i feel like so uh, so i think yeah um, it's it's growing really fast I, and i hope uh, we will do better than what we are doing right yeah. now but yes i think it's a great way to start um developing a country uh, okay. by by you know by uh, employing both men and women from a country where they there are not much opportunities to work yeah always. and what would you say needs to st- needs still needs to be changed mm-hmm. within this industry of the clothing manufacturing i would say people should uh, be aware sometimes that which brands they are working for which uh, countries the clothes are going and uh, having a more little bit more knowledge about the fabrics and how they could actually you know make use of best equipments for those things so that when you educate people they know more so there are more ideas going to come uh, because things are changing now and there are much more developing uh, you know things coming in in the market so i think people should when they start working they should have this all ideas so they they can also be a part of the industry where they can actually you know introduce themselves a part of the company and they know it it will make them also feel better because 
it's a proud sector so they sh every individual should have the chance to show themselves that they are a part of this company True. or part of this sector you know yeah, exactly. so this should uh, i think be involved in the whole processing instead of just being a worker okay now um i want to ask you more rikta because mm -hmm. i know you've been living here for almost five years mm -hmm. um what would you say is the biggest difference between a western country such as the netherlands um and a asian country as uh, bangladesh i think there is a huge difference uh, when i came here i was kind of shocked to see how individualistic people here are for example i was back then i was on only 20 years old and I saw younger people than uh, me who were in same classes with me living individual life apart from their parents and having a different home and doing all their responsibilities by own by their own you know it's so different than our culture because when I look back in Bangladesh it's uh, it's the bonding between families or relatives or with your neighbors it's very strong the community is very strong you never feel alone or you never have to feel alone actually because there's always people around you of course you have your own space but somehow you are also very well connected to your family you are dependent to your family mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to make a big decision or or anything you always discuss with your family and uh, you search for your family when you need but here i see people are more individualistic especially when they're adult Yeah. Suppose, uh, for example, when they are 18 or something, they more tend to go out of the family and True. doing their own things and the, they want to explore life differently. And um, they have a very individualistic mindset as well. And also some, somehow I see this uh, very... People here are very direct when they are having a conversation. Even it's not an unpleasant conversation, they will say it very directly to you without even uh, thinking that how the person will feel uh, if they are not from the same culture or same uh, country. Yeah. But in my country, uh, it's really different when you talk to someone, you keep in your mind that you are not hurting uh, the person by your words. So you have to make sure that you are talking them uh, quite polite uh, um, and also it has to be somehow something even if it's a negative thing you 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 say it uh, differently like on a very positive way well now i want to ask you Rikta, something that could be a sensitive topic um, which is the rana plaza tragedy that happened on uh, 24th of april 2013 mm -hmm. where at least uh, thousands and 132 people died and 2500 people have uh, have been injured um could you tell me what your experience was at that time um and what your perspective uh, is on that whole uh, tragedy please yes uh, i think i can never forget that uh, accident ever in my life I remember waking up in the morning and just uh, seeing on TV that like uh, everywhere it was the same news about an accident in a government factory which was crashed in the morning and thousands of people. All I saw was like dead bodies are coming out of that building and so many volunteers, young people were trying to helping out. The whole country was praying for those people. But I can never forget how traumatized I was and uh, how painful and 
uh, heartbreaking it was to see those people dying, see those innocent women, little young girls who just started their life, just started working there. A lot of them lo lost their life and so many of their family members were like just crying uh, out of that building and praying that they might be able to see their uh, dear ones alive. But unfortunately, I think it was the worst uh, accident that ever happened. And uh, it was all in all over the news, you know. And what I remember that it happened for quite a few days when people are trying to, um, you know, just take uh, those people out who were still in the building. And uh, I think, you know, it's an accident and it's a shame for a country or a, for a industry that couldn't really take the measures that was really important. They should have done um, a good job. They should have taken things into consideration when they are making those buildings for such a heavy work, you know. And also, I think I feel really bad for those people who got injured and still alive because I think somehow they can never forget that accident. They have experienced death in front of them. And it was so horrible for me to uh, see. And those people have actually experienced it. So I think they're still somehow traumatized from that thing. And I think most people didn't even have uh, the, you know, the the financial help that they could um, expect from the company or from government so this is something really sad yeah and i think uh, the owner is still didn't get the punishment yet and i think there should be new law about all these things you know about the whole garment factories and about the employees rights and everything they should really work on it better yeah i'm very sorry that you and your country had to experience such a horrible um, tragedy like that, that. Um, and now almost looking back at it like almost nine years like you said something about laws what are other changes that you would I... want to take in place or the the, the people behind it the mm -hmm. industry in, as a whole uh, needs to do for mm -hmm. uh, what do you think um, is the best i think uh the the most of the um, garment factories are outsourcing all these clothing for big brands i think whoever is somehow connecting with those garment factories somehow needs to play a big role um they should uh, you know come forward to uh, to have those measures been taken for example taking fire uh, fire measures and taking the building safety, the employee safety and uh, harassment and everything for especially for women and children and child labor. Yeah. So there's so many things happening. I think there should be laws that just doesn't need to made, but also should be, uh, you know, uh, just enforced. We need enforcement of laws. It's not just you make laws and then you wait for years just to make sure that the law is being implemented. So I think those companies who are uh, actually uh, being outsourced by, um, uh, you know, the garment factories, they should be, play, play a big role and they should come forward and they should offer um, a you know their business only if uh, all the safety measures has been taken so they know that they are working with a company that are uh, that is safe and that is a safe place for their employees and that 
uh, no tragedy like Rana Plaza would ever happen. You yeah. Know? So yeah. I think these things uh, should be taken into consideration, and the government also should uh, really be careful about yeah. these things. Yeah. Yeah. That therefore, like w- I wanted to also announce now at the end uh, with of our interview that Nike um is going to sign the accord on fire and building a safety in Bangladesh. Um, so that this uh, our supplier factory are fully in, in, uh, independent inspections. So, um, and they are exp- uh, uh, like they will be checked by qualified experts and engineers. And I think that's like the step towards fixing what ha- has uh, uh, what has been done, but also going towards taking responsibility and um, being there for the country as Bangladesh itself. And I would like to round it up and thank you, um, Rikta, for being here and uh, talking to me about this uh, situation, which I can imagine uh, can be very traumatic to uh, experience back to. So thank you for your time. Yes, uh, I had a great time talking to you, sharing my experiences. I hope it really helps you. Yeah, of and, course. Uh, yes, uh, and I wish you good luck for the rest. Thank you very much. Well, that pretty much sums up our very first episode of StoryWise. I would like to thank again our expert director for joining me. Lastly, thank you for all the listeners for tuning in and learning together about Bangladesh. Hope that you'll tune in next time as well.